Well, Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe, uh, not, too long ago, not too long ago, said he was ready to use the notwithstanding clause to, pr- to protect a new rule requiring parental permission for transgender and non-binary students to use different names or pronouns uh, at school. It's in the face of a court challenge which, brought, which was brought against a new education policy. Now, the use of uh, the notwithstanding clause uh, is used very rarely, but the not- notwithstanding clause is a provision in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms that allows federal, provincial, and territorial governments to pass laws that override certain charter rights uh, for up to five years. Now, the conversation at its core is whether or not a student uh, uh, and how they self-identify in schools and whether parents should be involved in that conversation. Uh, a landmark uh, 2018 study published by in the Journal of Adolescent Health found transgender youth who are able to use their preferred names and pronouns reported a 34% drop in suicidal thoughts and a 65% decrease in suicide attempts. Uh, This is part of that broader conversation, cultural conversation that is going on. It was part of the uh, protest yesterday as well that we saw across uh, British Columbia. Joining me now to talk a little bit about um, what Saskatchewan is considering uh, and the broader cultural conversation is our, our show contributor, Jerry Mayer Judson. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I've been wanting to have this conversation for a while because, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I think we sometimes tiptoe around it as Canadians because we're polite. Yes. Uh, and, I, I, and I also want to get away from sometimes the polarized conversation that you hear out on the streets in the protests yesterday, yes, or, or on are on talk shows where they yell at each other all the time, which I don't <laughs> like either. Oh, don't discount that yet. No, I'm just kidding. We don't yell at each other here. So first of all, uh, let's uh, talk about the issue of self-identifying. Yeah, uh, let's put Saskatchewan uh, aside. How yeah. do you identify yourself? So um, this is feels deep in the weeds, but I identify as a gender. I just identify as someone that does not have a particular gender affiliation. So um, I guess it's close to non-binary. This Non-binary. Is, yeah, okay, same. so so if if I'm identifying you, it would be they them. Yes, I use uh, they she out and about because I understand like they them is a preference. Yeah. Um, it's my stronger preference of the two. But if I do get called she because I look pretty feminine, I, I adopt a bunch of feminine stuff. Um, so it's like I am at Denny's and I order pancakes and I get waffles. I'm like still going to eat the waffles, but I'm like oh that's not quite what I ordered, but that's all right. Same stuff, different iron. But uh, and and and. I, I know that when, when, when you join the show, but mm. I tell you, just uh, when you and I talk, sometimes I've thrown in she. Yeah, that's fine. It's, and it's not like you've said, Jazz, you're wrong and I'm mad at you. But, yeah, never. You know, <laughs> no, you haven't. You're, you're, you're fabulous to work with. But, but it, it, and, I, and I look at myself because it is a complete, not a 180 degree turn, but it is different in the way I view the world. Yeah. Right? For sure. Uh, in regards to how we view our colleagues. Um, when did you know? that you wanted to self-identify as they, them? Um, I think I, so I'm just about 29 now. I was about 20 years old when I just, I don't know, I felt psychically like something was wrong, I guess. Hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't know. I feel bad all the, like mentally all the time. I don't know what this is. And I uh, talked to one of my friends at the time. Um, at the time she was using they, them pronouns. And she was like, hey, why don't you change your pronouns on Facebook to something gender neutral? See how that grabs you. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I was like, oh, no, that feels, that feels a little bit more correct maybe there's something to this and it just uh 
it feels nicer. It feels like a square peg in a square hole when, uh, really? yeah, when I have their correct pronouns used because when the incorrect pronouns are exclusive, like exclusively used, it just feels like a circled peg in the square hole. Did, how did, what, what was high school and junior high like for you in regards to identity? I mean, it's a difficult time for uh, any person growing up yeah. <laughs> uh, high school and middle school and all that yeah but, but what was it like for you um for me I was I was already weird I was uh I was a pretty fringe person like I was a everyone I wasn't like bullied or anything like that more severely than the next guy but uh I was already a fringe person I looked weird I had weird hair I had weird makeup mm-hmm. so I think it was part and parcel um I was uh yeah I don't know I was fringe and weird but this is a good little segue because i think school exists outside of the lecture time in the classrooms because some people Mm. are concerned with that's the conversation that we're having is well what are they talking about in the classrooms what are they telling my kid or whatever and i understand that that's a concern but school is also the place where adolescents experiment with who they are it doesn't even matter if they are using different pronouns if they're using different names it comes down to how you're presenting yourself with your friends what you want to look like what you want to act like you're still figuring it out Mm -hmm. and so that's that's like not usually something we have a problem with teenagers doing or adolescents doing. But then when the pronouns come in, all of a sudden, who your kid is at school mm-hmm. is 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 at issue. Um, do you think uh, school would have been different for you if Soji had been brought in earlier? Uh, if Ooh. if the world of today, certainly the policies of today, the yeah. world of today, the policies of today were there uh, when you were going through school, would it have been easier for you? Like fifteen years ago, yeah. I, that's an interesting question. I know. Um, one time, I mean, I, can, I went to Catholic school too, so my experience is like a little bit different. Wow. It was a, yeah, it was a public <laughs> Catholic school at least, so it wasn't a private Catholic institution, but. Uh, yeah, but, you know, so the the policies and procedures there were certainly informed by a certain set of beliefs. It wasn't all that oppressive, but mm-hmm. I imagine it also wasn't as open a place as it could have been. Yeah, but but you had a good experience through Catholic school. Oh, yeah, more or less. More or yeah, less. Yeah, 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 more okay. or less. There was, like, some friction in, in junior high where, oh, it came out that, oh, is Jerry bisexual? And then my homeroom teacher got word of it. And then we had a very <laughs> awkward conversation of, like, would you like to talk? <laughs> like, yeah. No, under no circumstances, no. <laughs> but, but maybe if we had sort of the, the terminology and all that kind of thing, um, more awareness about gender diversity when I was in school, maybe it would have been a better time and yeah. less confusing. And maybe it would have been earlier than 20. What do you think of this core issue where the the, the premier says he wants to bring in the notwithstanding clause mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, because parents should have a right to know sure. how kids self-identify in school. And I once again want to reiterate that. Uh, landmark study in the Journal of Adolescent Health, yes. which was in 2018, that found transgender youth uh, were able to use their preferred name pronouns, reported a 34% drop in suicidal thoughts and 65% decrease in suicide attempts. Now, I want to layer on uh, what the, the the Saskatchewan Premier said, that yeah. he's ready to use that not, with notwithstanding clause. Um, what do you think of that conversation? I think that on the one hand, I do sympathize with parents. I understand that you want to be involved in who your child is. You want to know your child. You want, you know, I understand that. Of course you do. You don't want to be blindsided all of a sudden um, and be, to, to learn that your child is a different person at school than they are at home. Um, but it is the cases where there, as much as we live in 2023, there are still homes where children who would want to use different pronouns than the ones that their parents gave them or a different name than the one their parents gave them. Mm-hmm those might not be safe homes for that child to self-express in. It might not be a safe place to go back to and a 
permission letter if that child, you know, was keeping these things to themselves for a reason. And then a permission slip going home or a letter or a notice of some kind going home to their parents. I don't think that that is a great situation. So I think that it's with those, it's with the, like, it's a pretty minority situation, but with those in mind, I think is why people are scared. Organizations are scared of, 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 of uh, this notwithstanding clause being implemented. Yeah. I, you raised a very good point. You did a great job articulating that. I still have difficulty as a parent because mm-hmm. I want to know everything of my course. son is doing. And I struggle with that. I like to believe an open-minded individual and all that, but I do struggle with it. So I want to be oh, honest about where yeah, I Yeah, no, of course, sit. of course you're concerned about your child and you want yeah. to know what's going on. Totally. And that, I think that's the challenge that we have. We're going to continue our conversation. Give us a call on the open line. I want to hear from you. Do you think, uh, should there be ch- parental permission uh, required uh, for transgender and non-brace students to use different names or pronouns? At school, call me on the open line, 604-280-9898, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell phone. We continue our conversation with Jerry Mayer Judson. Let's go to Adam and Langley. Hi, Adam. Hey, Jeff. Thanks. What a great conversation again you're having and can be difficult. So I appreciate you guys are having this. Um, my opinion is maybe a little bit all over the place. Uh, my oldest friend, I'm 41. Mm-hmm. My oldest friend transitioned at 39, um, struggled with addiction, mental health, all that kind of stuff growing up, and is happier than they've ever been before, is thriving in life. Mm-hmm. I personally lean more towards a more traditional and more conservative view of gender and ideology and stuff. Mm-hmm. But my personal belief, I don't really care as long as they're happy as an adult. When it comes to, to youth in schools, I think it's challenging. And just like I believe in a separation of church and state, Mm-hmm. I believe in a separation of sexuality and state. I think that that's kind of a, a spot where, where parents need to lead um, until, you know, you're at an age where you can make the decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like you. I do struggle with the, the, the parents not uh, having a say. Yet you look at the study and the, and the rational individual and you would say, and I'm just one study and perhaps there's others as well, that, said, that says that, you know, uh, kids, uh, there's less suicides, less attempts at suicides, uh, you know, that that is uh, part of the thing, I guess, part of the reason why they're doing what they're doing and, and, and these rules are brought forward. But like you, I do struggle with the fact, you know, what role do parents have, especially at this age? My son's in high school. And, uh, and uh, you know, generally schooling has been great. I mean, I have nothing but good things to say, but you do get challenged by that. Uh, thank you for your call. I really appreciate that. It's the same thing. I mean, I think the challenge is... People understand what the studies say, and they recognize what we're doing, what we're doing. But that one issue of parents not knowing, yeah, it's a really big hurdle absolutely. for people to, to get over. Yes, and then school is just such a big part of your child's day and so influential about how they think and they feel. So I, I understand the parent perspective for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to James in Coquitlam. Hi, James. Hello. Hi, yeah, you're up. What's on your mind? Yeah, so you know what? I think the whole situation is getting perpetuated, right? Like all these pronouns, this should not even be in the curriculum, right? Like you either born, born a boy or a girl, let the kids play on the monkey bars. So I think it's a, it's a whole nother issue. You don't see these issues happening in other countries of the world where they don't perpetuate this stuff. So it's a very simple and very straightforward issue. But, but, uh, but uh, uh, James, one of the reasons I think these issues aren't perpetuated in other countries is I don't think people can be as free 
uh, and open with how they think uh, and and how uh, they express themselves, and that's part of it. I, I do understand where you're coming from, and some, some societies are conservative, but one could also argue... Uh, maybe they're a little too conservative. Maybe people don't have access to this kind of information. Even adolescent people, even older people, even adults don't have access to that kind of information. I understand trepidation about maybe talking about it to very young kids and how do we deliver that? Because I'm not a teacher. I don't know what the curriculum materials look like. I don't know how we make these kids aware of these types of things. So I understand that there is concern. There's some weird, like I, I understand. I'm not going to fault anyone for having the beliefs that they do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when I lived in India, uh, there was a, a club not too far from my house, and they'd have a you know th- different theme nights, and one was catered to the the gay community, uh, but you didn't talk about it a lot. It was just there, right? And then, okay. And it's if a conservative. You know, you know. If yeah. you know, you know. And but it's much more in the open. Uh, marriages are allowed. All of those types of things. But it's still a conservative society. More needs to be done in that nation and many other nations. Um, so you're right. Other nations may say we don't have those issues. Well, you probably don't allow for that discourse to occur, where some people may wish to speak freely on that issue. Uh, let's go to Lori in North Vancouver. Hi, Lori. Hi, Jess. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for calling. What's on your mind? I think that when it comes to youth experimenting with uh, pronouns and names, it's a natural uh, thing. That's what you do. They experiment with their sexuality. I don't think that should require parent consent. However, when it comes to life-altering, irreversible sex changes mm-hmm. that affects their lives for the rest of their lives, that absolutely must be done in co- collaboration with the parent. I think, uh, you know, the, the frontal cortex that governs this decision-making skills isn't fully developed until age 21. You have to be 19 years old to drink a beer. To have a life-altering sex change that may bring. Oh, Lori, I, I mean, think we... that's. Thanks for your Sorry. call, Lori. I appreciate. It. I got your point. Um, your thoughts on that? I mean, I think you still would need parental yes, permission at, at, at a young age. Yes, right? totally, you do. Um, especially with if there was a, a transgender teenage boy, um, and if uh, he wanted to like address his, if he wanted to, uh, they call it top surgery, is where you mm-hmm. get rid of if get rid of breast tissue. If you wanted to do that, you would need parental consent. Uh, if you're 16, is the is the least minimum age that you can get top surgery, and that's in conjunction with a team of medical professionals. That's with um, you have to go through some pretty intense therapy to make sure that this is in fact what you want. And then they do not do any genital sort of surgery. Um, they don't do any bottom surgery on minors at all, full stop. At all. Wow. At all. Well, this is a, a, a difficult conversation and I know, you know, we're having it on a broad, loud level when out on the street, uh, sometimes online. I really appreciate you coming on because I think Thank you. most Canadians fit somewhere in the middle here. Yeah. There are things where we may not be comfortable with our culture just don't understand, and I think we only get there unless we sit down and talk about it. And Absolutely. I appreciate our callers as well. Good questions and good comments. We will come back to this issue because I think it's important to once in a while just have that conversation. Yeah. And I really appreciate you making time as oh, well. Oh, thank you for making time for me, Jazz.